the year is 2024. PBS Plus has just launched, bringing the world streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate, Mez, are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in, folks. It's time for the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 384 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City, the 2023 award winner for Major Bendy Figure of the Year, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah, you are. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Gomez, I'm doing great. You want to know why? Why? Because you know what you and I both received? Our first review of 2024. We encourage each and every one of you to leave those reviews over on Apple Podcast or click the little five stars over on Spotify. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash at Pod. This review comes from Big Tuna 91 and they say, just started listening to Joe and Gomez recently and now I'm hooked. They literally cover any topic you can think of. This podcast is a podcast for everyone. Lots of laughs and golden little nuggets. That is how you leave a review. Five stars. That's a good review. It's the only type of review we accept. Thank you, Big Tuna. Slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. We'll send you an 8 by 10 as a token of our appreciation. And I hope... More of you are encouraged to do so over the course of the coming year. Remember, the goal is to hit 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, if we can, before the end of 2024. So make like Taken Back Sunday and tell all your friends. <laughs> are you a tuna guy? You like tuna, Joe? No. No, right? Mm. It's just the, the smell of it won't even let me get, like, even sure. attempt to try it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I like a little tuna once in a while, sure. Not a big, but whatever, once in a while, you know, mix it uh, up. Gomez, we have a lot to get into this week. Like I said, thank you guys for listening to Car Jomez. We're having a very fun first month of the year here, yeah. finishing up musicals, right, this month, finishing yes. it up. Ooh. Very exciting. But I think it's time to hit some breaking news music, Gomez. Oh! Breaking news. Oh, baby, what's what's breaking? What's going on? What's breaking? Not my heart, because even oh. though Valentine's Day is coming, you like that, right? That's what they I call it. That's what they call. I don't know what they call it, but it's good. It's good. It's it's, it's good. referential. It's <laughs> Valentine's Day is on the horizon, Gomez, and with that comes some new candy to get oh, you in the mood. Yes. Yes, baby, give it to me. The company Original Cookie Dough Bites is coming at us with a new chocolate-covered cookie dough bite Ooh, in a okay. big heart-shaped box for Valentine's oh, okay. Day. I, That's how right. you know it's love. That is. But then, you know, not just one person. 
can do that, right? Because our very good friends over at M&M's was like, all right, we'll do edible cookie dough as well. Little bite-sized pieces of cookie dough with an M&M square in the middle of it with Valentine's Day theme packaging as well. I love Valentine's Day now. This is great. Giving me cookie dough. Thank you. This is awesome. What didn't we have enough of, apparently? Cookie dough. What are we getting? Cookie dough. This is how you product. There's a lot of cookie dough on the market now. I'm not complaining. I love it. It's good. Well, not only Valentine's Day, but now people are getting in the mood for Easter as well. And you know what happens for Easter, Gomez? I'm scared. Candy. (laughs) Yes. I love any holiday that revolves around candy. That's my shit, bro. Where did you think I was going with this? I don't know because Easter Bunny, we're going to go back to the furry convention from last week. Maybe. Could have been. (laughs) Gomez, how do you feel about jelly beans? I'm big. I love jelly beans. I'm a big jelly bean guy. Are you really? Yes, I do. I I fucking despise them. Oh no, we we have a big uh a big ceramic like Easter egg and we put jelly beans for Easter and we just kind of eat jelly beans all throughout the month. We just kind of we love it. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> well, it's good. What's wrong with jelly beans? I just Especially, I just hate jelly they make, beans. They make sexy ones like the Starburst jelly beans. Woo-hoo-hoo. Well, guess what they're making now, Gomez. Like well, I said, you making. can't have just one because our buddies over at Good Humor are doing creamsicle flavored jelly beans. Okay. I like you like creamsicle stuff? I like nope. creamsicle stuff. Orange and, and yeah, vanilla. Not my yeah. Thing. Okay. I get I like that. Yeah, I gotta be in the mood for it though. It's very when you do a vanilla thing, right? It's like you gotta be in the mood for vanilla because it's very strong. Mm-hmm. So I would try it, of course. I would definitely try it. Come on. Come on. Well, what if I told you not only could you try those and both of these, the upcoming one as well, are available in stores now, apparently. You just got to be able to find them. How would you feel about Fruity Pebbles flavored jelly beans, Gomez? Holy shit. Fruity Pebbles, man, the best. I love me some Fruity Pebbles. But they're in everything now. And that's not necessarily a good thing. But I'm Fruity Pebbles. The absolute worst coffee creamer flavor I ever had. Dumped it out, threw it away. Was hot garbage. That's hot garbage. Basura. Awful. Awful. You know what else sucked? They had these fruity pebbles, like crisps. They were almost like they weren't like potato chips, but they were kind of potato chips. But they came in like little packet bags. Mm -hmm. They were fucking. Just plain. I it felt like I like no flavor. It, it felt like weird. you were getting the fucking communion at church. It was, it was a fucking it was bullshit yes. wafer. I tried that thing. It was it made no sense. I was very excited for that. I'm like, all right, little bite-sized, big puff. No, garbage. I agree. Yeah. With you. Uh, so those are some jelly beans that are coming out. I'm excited. And I'll try it. I'm glad you will, because I won't. Not my thing. But you know what? I will try. Ooh. Over at Wendy's, as we record, this is out, should be available in your local Wendy's, a new breakfast burrito. Mm. The big 
if you look at it, you look at it and you go, eh, what's so important about this? Because it's bacon, it's eggs, it's seasoned potatoes, cheddar cheese, and mayo. It sounds like a regular fucking breakfast burrito, right? The yeah. gimmick here is that it comes with side packets of Cholula hot sauce. Hysterical. <laughs> that's so the if gimmick, you want to spice sauce. up your breakfast, <laughs> you get it on the side. Like, that's the okay. gimmick. Is that okay. it, you could get packets of this? Now I'm a Cholula guy. I like. Cholula I do. I, I enjoy. It is good. I will enjoy. So it, I yeah. feel like I gotta go and check this out. So, but otherwise, you, uh, I was looking at it. I'm going. Okay, bacon. Yeah. I, it's, it did. It sounds like just whatever they have, and they just wrapped it together. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, you mentioned Easter. I haven't tried it yet, but I did buy. They had Peeps. They had a new flavor of Peeps. I know you're not. A, peeps are very. You know, controversy. Yes, people, you know, they get crazy when you talk about peeps. I love a peep. Do I love all the crazy flavors they make? Yeah, usually they're not so good. So they just came out with a Rice crispy Treats flavored. Peep. I've heard about this. I now, bought it, but I haven't okay. tried it yet. Okay, I'm very interested if it's almost like, you know, instead of the sugar coating on the peep, yeah, if you get like a Rice crispy coating, or if the actual thing itself tastes, the marshmallow tastes more Rice Krispie-ish. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And you know what? With the magic of editing, I'm going to run upstairs and I'm going to go bring them down so I can eat them right now. And I'll tell you. Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> They're right over here. Two moments later. I got it right here. The fucking blue screen. But we're going to see. The peep is white, so you can see the peep. It's just a regular blue container, and it says Rice Krispie. So right away, they're weird looking because they're, like, whitish looking. But, like. See, that's what I mean. It doesn't look like it has, like, the sugar coating that I'm used to seeing. You know, like, when they're purple or pink or something. It's like that. So is there a coating at all? Not like the sugar. Like, my fingers are So, yeah, sugary, it's the still... if you can see. It's pretty, pretty much the same. And just smelling it, it has a an extra sweet flavor, as if a peep wasn't sweet enough. Yeah. Just smelling this, and you're going, this is going to be fucking sweet. Mm, all right, here we go. Um, This is mm. an audio podcast, so if you're listening at home, Gomez is making a very unimpressed face right now. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Um, It's not terrible. I guess it's right. I don't really get the... I guess it's kind of marshmallowy. Like an extra marshmallowy flavor, you know? But nothing that know. makes it Rice Krispie-ish. No. See, that's like it, what I was curious yeah. about. I mean, maybe I, who, maybe someone will bite into it and go, yeah, that's the right... I don't know. To me, it just tastes like a peep. Does a little extra sweet and kind of... Like when you have something that's not marshmallow, because it's a marshmallow, obviously. But like when you have something that has marshmallow flavor, you know, kind of has that flavor. So that's like put marshmallow flavor on the marshmallow. I don't so know. So it's like fluff on bread. But that's good. With some peanut butter, you got to fluff another. Mm, 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 nah, not baby. my thing. Oh, you don't love a fluff another? No, I don't like my, my fluff with my mix of my peanut butter. Oh. One baby. or the other, not both. All right, I'm, I'll respect it, but I just I think I think it's a perfect it's a perfect mix. Mm. Now I want to fucking fluff another. I haven't had one in a while. Mm. 
So there you go. We got a, a live taste test and review of yeah. the new Rice Krispie Treats peeps here, which, uh, hey, that wasn't on the format today. So we're already going wild, Gomez. Whoa. <laughs> and speaking of going wild, we had some awards given out last week. It was after we Ooh. recorded, but before our episode came out. But the Emmys were last week. And uh, some, uh, not I'm not going to go through every award, but I think a couple things you and I and our passengers would be a little bit interested in outstanding comedy series the bear on fx i know you've watched this show you like this show i don't think it's a comedy it's not like there's comedic moments of course you know to cut the tension and people are just naturally funny but to call it a comedy is just wild it's wild bro it's so silly so is it because it's only a half hour is that the reasoning behind it it kind of seems that that's kind of how they they categorize certain shows like that because there is no way you would watch the show and be like, Oh man, I had a great, like after a show, like we don't, we never watch season two because the show was intense. Like the show was like, Holy shit. Like shit. Like you're in the kitchen and it's yelling and going back and forth. Shit is happening. And you might laugh, but at the end you're like, woof, man, that was a crazy episode. Like, wow. Okay. Now, <laughs> man when he told her to get that cornbread holy shit it's not like that at all so i don't get it at all but so jeremy go. allen white I mean, won for lead actor in a comedy he's great again yeah he's great he's great. and i hear he's excellent obviously he was just in the iron claw as well for some reason he the people think he looks like Kerry Von Erich. <laughs> but silly. whatever I, hey everything i've heard is that the show is good it's not something i've ever stopped and tried to tune into but it's something i should i should check it out yeah i think you would like it i've heard enough good things about it from enough different people now that it's like all right this is something i should be watching it, it might not be your thing but you'd be like all right that wasn't bad i just you know i don't mm-hmm. that's not for me uh outstanding drama gomez succession everybody's talking about succession also uh lead actor in a drama was kieran culkin lead actress in a drama was sarah snook both from succession so this show absolutely cleaned up at the emmys do you watch succession we watch season one we like it it's good Eh, there's other things we would rather spend our time with outstanding tv movie weird the al yankovic story really wow that's funny and that's that was a hundred years ago wasn't it it was last year we watched it Wow, that feels. Remember, like it was on like ago. Roku or something. It was on. It's on Roku TV. Wow, that's crazy. Weird Al. So, I mean, must have been a slow year for TV movies. I think both yeah, of us were kind of. We didn't love it. Was it. Like, it was eh, like, it's it fine. Was fine. Yeah, yeah. At some moments, but no, that's fine. And <laughs> I wrote this one down just because I was really taken aback when I saw that this was something that won an award outstanding animated program and this is for obviously one episode of television it's not for a full season but outstanding animated program the simpsons treehouse of horror 33 now of all the episodes too i don't watch new episodes of the simpsons it's not like a show i keep up on i I don't want to say I'm doing a rewatch, but every now and then as I'm falling asleep, I'll put on Disney plus and put on the Simpsons and use it as something to fall asleep to. Because at this point, there's probably hundreds of episodes that I just haven't seen because Literally, I've been yes. checked out on watching the Simpsons for such a long time now in new episodes. 
you know, we're going on, you know, this is the 33rd Treehouse of Horror. It's been like 20 years where we haven't watched regularly, which is insane to think about. Like, (laughs) the show's been on that 20 years only puts you back to 2004. So, is that really so um, unbelievable? No, it's probably more than that, in all honesty. It's just just saying it out loud, like, man, I haven't watched The Simpsons on the regular in 25. Like, it's just that, that the show's been on for that long that you could not watch it. You know what? I used to watch it all the time, but for 25 years, I have not. Like, that's a crazy statement to say. I mean, even to say 20 years at this point with the way The Simpsons does their seasons, you're talking over 400 episodes yeah. that you Jeez. haven't watched. That's that I haven't watched, crazy. that probably a lot of people haven't watched. But I don't even hear anyone be like, oh, you know, you guys, you slept on this season of The Simpsons or you slept on this one episode of The Simpsons. Eat Like, if The Simpsons are doing anything good, I do not hear about it at all. Everything I see about The Simpsons online is The Simpsons from 1994. <laughs> you know, this it's old Simpsons, old references, the same jokes we've been making for decades as is. I do not hear about anything Simpsons past like the mid to late 90s. Well, I only hear like a general statement where I go where the people be like, it's not as bad as you think. It's actually decent. You know, there's some good stuff on there. They'll never tell me, oh, check out season 30, episode 10. But they'll yeah. they'll be like, you know, but there's some good stuff. You know, it's yeah, it's as good. a generalization. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just general stuff. I do keep up on the tree hall, the treehouse stuff because of horror and i do my compilations and stuff like that so i always want to know like what they're talking about and stuff like that so i just That's thought that was really point. interesting it to is. see that the simpsons is winning an emmy award yes in 2024 um but that That's was awards that are all, it has to be i would think so that long to win it's yeah crazy. but those are awards that have already been given out gomez sometimes mm. We want to know about awards still to come. And Ooh. our friends at the Razzies have not disappointed oh. us because they've announced their think. nominees. The Razzies will take really place bad. March what? 9th, which is the March night 9th, before okay. the Oscars. Okay. And uh, once again, we'll go through a couple of things. Worst pictured nominees. I'm trying to think of bad movies. So I'm, it's probably like Aquaman is probably going to be right. No. Like those, no, like Flash, stuff like no. that. Superhero movies. Wow. So there the is a flash? superhero movie here, but it's not the Flash. It is Shazam, Fury of the Gods. See, now that's just piling on because I think there so were other too. bad There's ones other... too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure so, Aquaman is just as bad. We have The Exorcist Believer. People hated that, yeah. Uh, Expendables 4. Yes. Meg 2, The Trench. It wasn't the worst of, but it's not good. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And yeah, you know what? I would think I've seen both. Aquaman is worse. Um, And then the final one is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. See, now, but that's like, to me, don't nominate that. It's supposed to be bad. It, it's like a or bad... not necessarily supposed to be bad, but yes, like, but it's you not... go into that thinking you're going to no. see a, a great movie today? They're trying, you know, they're going for crude, stupid, and it's just 
there's a hundred movies that are just as bad in that same kind of genre. Just because it's got Winnie the Pooh, obviously, it's a mm-hmm. little more popular. But don't be nominating that. Keep it to your stupid mainstream Hollywood movies. What do we do? Uh, worst actor. We got a lot of big names here, Gomez. Russell Crowe for The Pope's Exorcist. I hear that's a amazing performance. I've never, I still haven't caught that one, but all I hear is how wonderful Russell Crowe is. I got to be honest. Well, if it's anything like his performance in Thor, uh, what is it, Love and Thunder? Then Love and yeah, Thunder. no thanks. Oh, he was having fun though. Come on, he was <laughs> something. He was in a different movie. <laughs> uh, we also have Vin Diesel for Fast X, and. I'm- I'm not completely against this. Do I think there's others that are worse? Yes, but I mean, as much as I want to sit here and pontificate on how much I enjoy the Fast and the Furious movies, this one was really not, not that. Yeah, good. but but to nominate him, what does he say? Like fucking five lines. I in the know. Home, you know, he's very grunt and just kind of. Yeah. I get it, but come on. We also have Chris Evans for Ghosted. I did not see that, but I have heard that that is uh, terrible. Uh, Jason Statham from Meg to the Trench. Again, it's not great, but it's not. Ba- it's bad in the sense of you see, you hear Meg two, let's go, and there's like no Megs in the fucking movie. You well, know? It like, feels like, like they they've picked a couple movies here and said we're gonna hammer these. Movies. Yes, and they just kind of pick, which is why because we got a, a, quite a few Meg nominations. We get more Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, That's what it is. What else do we have? We have John Voight here for Mercy as well for Worst Actor. Uh, Whatever. Uh, But Worst Actress. Now we go back to Ghosted. Remember, Chris Evans just got nominated. So we got Ana de Armas for that. Yes. Uh, Megan Fox for Johnny and Clyde. What is that? No idea. (laughs) Selma Hayek for Magic Mike's Last Dance. How dare they? Jennifer Lopez for The Mother. Oh God! And Helen Mirren for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. She's not even the worst part of that movie. She's <laughs> he's having fun. But uh. for supporting actress, now we're not going to keep going. But like Lucy Liu, Shazam: Fury of the yes. Gods again. Uh, we're supporting actor now. Th- this is kind of funny because we get Michael Douglas for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. <laughs> We get I like the he's fun. We get Bill Murray for Ant Man and the Wasp oh, Quantum Mania. So fun. They like to nominate the real actors too. Like that's like their thing. Yes. Like, oh look, Michael Douglas. Attention. Oh, oh. Yes. You know, oh Sylvester Stallone for Expendables 4. Mel Gibson, yeah. confidential informant. So like they're obviously yeah. hitting on these names and wherever they can get the uh you know the rub. You know, then they have like a worst screen couple thing. It's just like whatever. Worst director, worst prequel, rip remake, ripoff, or sequel. Who gives a shit? Yes. Some bad movie is a bad movie. What are we a bad movie is a bad movie. So that's the Razzies. I, I did find it interesting just to see like what their their theme yes, was. To see what they're targeting year. on. Yeah, it is. Because it's the truth. They pick one or two things and they they pick. That's why people don't like them. They pick on them. They pick it yeah. on people. <laughs> Um, one other movie news, uh, a note here to mention, it was announced today that as we record this, there's going to be a new chapter in the Jurassic world universe. I didn't hear this. What's happening here. It's newsworthy because the screenplay is being written 
by David Kep, who also wrote the original Jurassic Park as well as The Lost World. So this sure. has gotten people excited now, like, oh, we're going back to the original writer. When I don't know, I don't think that's something to get excited <laughs> over. Like, what, what, what is yeah. number one? Both of those first movies were adap- adaptations for books of a book. Yes, exactly. Number two, like, what else? What, what is new to do with Jurassic Park except for the way I guess the last Jurassic World movie left it is like dinosaurs are more ensconced in the culture now like they're out there so what else do you really do no they don't they they have ideas but then they don't they don't play with them so now we can't have another movie where they just go back to the park is we can't go do that right away now we can't do that again and yeah they ruined i mean i was excited as bad as those other movies were i was excited for that third one because i was like oh bro the dinosaurs are in the regular world. This is gonna be, and they don't do nothing. They with really, that. It's like they, a, but they're it's not. A tag exactly. at the beginning and a tag at the end, and it's back to the. Remember, was it the fucking locust? Right? It was the fucking yeah. genetically. Oh, what a piece of shit! Oh, oh my goodness. Last bit of news, Gomez. As you are listening to this show on Thursday, it has released on Netflix the new season of masters of the universe the kevin smith series this one titled revolution and gomez we waited all this time for five new episodes it's so crazy bro it's so great all that time for five episodes wow all this time for five episodes and this is being billed as the ultimate battle between magic and technology because if you remember where the yes. first season led off, Skeletor is kidnapped, and now he will be given the technology powers of the motherboard. And we'll see how far that goes, but we're going to get some Hordak in here, which will be nice to see. Hopefully, the people who I speak to who have gotten advanced copies to do reviews and stuff have been very complimentary of the first episode, which I believe is okay. all that has been given out so far. Um, I'll be honest, my excitement level for this is very in the middle. I'm very mediumly excited for this. Like I said, it it didn't have the rewatchability for me. Yes. When we I went were very back and, into it when we watched it. We were like, this is good. This is not I, bad. We were into I it. I also you know? think there was a big problem with the way Netflix did this in the first place yes. where it, it was a 10-episode season. They released five and kind of left you hanging on a lot of stuff. If you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to make it weekly, make it weekly. Otherwise, give me the whole shebang. Don't give me half a season now, half a season in three weeks. Give it to me. Let me watch it. Let me enjoy it. We're all going to get over it anyway because that's the way we consume media nowadays. Yeah. Amazon just did this with Invincible. They released like four episodes. And now it's been about, uh, it's going to be two months. I think it comes out in March. It's, it's like, just why Why do we hold these episodes for two months? What are we doing? I don't, no, I don't I, get it. I don't get it. So that was the, the news this week, Gomez. I do have a little bit of follow-up from last week, however. Ooh, sure. You mentioned a movie on Hulu called Self-Reliance, starring, yes. uh, was it Jake Johnson, Jake Anna Johnson. Kendrick, yeah. Andy Samberg. I went and checked it out. I said, this sounds like it's something up my alley. So I watched it and I moderately amused, I guess. Sure. I 
kind of thought I was going in expecting a comedy. It wasn't really a comedy. Yeah, it has moments, but it's yes, it's more. It has moments, but even the moments are very tempered. It's enjoyable enough for me to watch. I didn't hate it by any means. I'd probably give it like a triple main man or something, kind of in the middle over there. Yeah, but it was um, not something I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't wait to watch this again. No, it's like a perfect. It's a perfect. It's it's a little over an hour and a half. It's just a nice little movie you watch, and uh, you know, like if you were flipping through the channels, you would go, "Oh, what's this?" Okay, and you would just watch it, and you would never think about it again. I also think they got too kind of cute with all the reveals in it, where it's this guy who's yeah. if you haven't watched it or you didn't listen to last week's episode, which you should, by the way, definitely mm. go listen to last week's episode. This is on Hulu, by the way, Self Reliance. Uh, it's about Jake Johnson gets pulled into this game show where he's got he's got to make 31 days without dying. Basically, he can't be killed if he's with someone in close proximity of somebody. So if he's ever by himself, that allows for all these people to come out of the woodwork and try to kill him. And the whole point is for him to try to get through the entire month. And as it goes on, there's like these people he kind of befriends and then yes. it's like, oh, this person's part of the game too, or this person's like, and it's just like, all right, like enough is enough. Like, I agree, just- I agree with that. Yes, I do. I didn't like, I didn't like that reveal of his his buddy. I was like, oh, that's that sucks. Like, I didn't like that. the homeless guy. I was like, oh, come on. I actually, I thought that relationship was good. It, it, yeah, it really grew I like on me. But then when he finds the girl, and she's like, oh, I'm a contestant too. And she brings like her mom along and whatever. And it's just, oh yeah, she's just, she made it up. She's, and it's just like, seriously, everybody? Like, does it have to be everybody? Because then he goes to, he got like, he's a lonely guy and he has, he thinks he's making some kind of connection with someone after breaking up with this girl who was, I, I guess, the love of his life or whatever. And it's like, uh, no, you have nothing. You have nothing. Like, just, you know what? Maybe maybe you shouldn't have did it. Maybe you should have just let yourself be killed. Is like what the uh, the end of the story comes out to be. I I get that. Yeah, no, I I liked it. I liked it, but uh, <clears throat> exactly. I I said yeah, I think you like it, but no, uh, this is not a movie that people need to run out and see. I just if you got some time, you're scrolling through looking for something. This is something to pass the time. If you subscribe to Hulu, like you should be watching yeah. this just because sure. it's original yeah. content on Hulu. This is kind of where your subscription dollars go. So sure. I think it's just for that alone, it's worth checking out. It won't be the worst thing you see this year. It's not going to no, win a Razzie by any means. Uh, I, but even with the people involved, I was kind of expecting more or a different tone. And I guess it, it wasn't really what funny, I was kind of silly. expecting. Yeah. I get it. I get that, Joe. Very good. Mm. I did some follow up because uh, last week. I hope it's what I'm hoping for. Last week you mentioned you watched some some AI comedy special, and I said this is this sounds insane. So I had to come and see what you were talking about to see George Carlin. I'm I'm glad I'm dead. I believe it's called. Yeah. Where it is a AI that was fed hours and hours of of George Carlin material to spit out what would be a like one hour stand up special. Uh, 
it's pretty crazy. Uh, like uh, the material, I'm not like oh ha ha, but the material that he's talking about is very George Carlin esque. Like I could see him talking about these things. I could see him talking about it in the ways he's talking about it, making points he's making. It was really trippy because this man's been dead for a long time. Yeah, and it's just like he was there. Like no, it didn't sound exactly like him, but. I mean, he's had different stages in his career. He's gotten older, younger. So this Correct. could just be, you know, oh, he's a little older now. So he sounds a little different. And it's just, it's it's kind of scary, Joe. This is pretty wild shit right here. Uh, what did you think when they, about halfway through, I mentioned this last week, where it starts going into, like, the benefits of AI? Yes, it's funny. He starts talking about AI. We live in a utopia. There'll yeah. be no no violence, no rape, no nothing. It's like, okay, sure. I AI is coming here to make your lives better. <laughs> Don't be scared of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm which terrified. is exactly what AI would say. <laughs> I'm terrified of AI because it was a George Carlin special. It was crazy. I didn't listen to the. The accompanying podcast, uh, the Will Sasso oh, thing. I. I, I do want to to listen to see what they say and, and and talk about. I did start listening to one of the episodes, and I guess what they do is the AI builds an episode for them to do. Like they, I believe like that's they, the gimmick. Yes, because the like technology that. is called Dudesy. Yeah. And then the accompanying podcast is also Dudesy. So it's Dudesy. Yeah doing the show so it's like oh today it's like oh dudesy what, what's the rundown for today so it tells them what they're going to be talking about and then they they talk you know they talk about i don't know if they're you know they know beforehand or whatever but it was just very interesting because it's all ai based so i do want to listen to see because the ai is going to explain how it brought george Carl. like you know the ai is mm -hmm. going to talk about the special so I'm yeah. very interested to see what the robot has to say about making this 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 crazy shit. It's we're all gonna die soon, huh? This AI is like <laughs> at the end of it, once it was concluded, and now you being a self-professed huge George Carlin fan, Love how did him. you feel at the end of it? It was weird because I'm like, this is like I said, I I I could see him talking about it, you know, uh like they said, just the general ideas of how he's talking about the pandemic and talking about what's going on with the politics in the world. It's all very calling ass. This is what he talked about. He was very, you know, passionate and he let you know, you knew exactly where he stood on topics. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And like, and so even just like the way he talked, the cadence where he would tell a joke, how he gets real low and then he gets, you know, he does all these things. And I was, I'm telling you, I was like, this is weird. But like, it did said you it feel was okay about it at the end of it? Like, did you feel like, oh, I don't know if we really needed to no, do I, this? I, like, I, yeah, at the end I of it, like I felt kind of dirty. I was like, I, yeah, you know, I don't like it. The man's, I shouldn't be watching. No, the man's been dead. I'm sure there's no consent here. They just fed his public. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's public uh records or whatever but uh yeah because this is just the tipping point right this is just they just did a silly little stand-up special and it sounded because i'm sure there's plenty of people who have no clue george Collin is Correct. they just come across this and they just they don't know he's dead who he is and it's like oh look i heard this funny guy talking about stuff on uh on youtube 
You know, and this yeah. is just like the tipping point, right? Like this is just the start. I mean, it's just the beginning. This is just what, the beginning. Exactly. You, if you could do this, what can't you do? The options are almost endless at that point. You know, I would like to see. Obviously, I want to see them attempt other things with it, but I also want to see, like, in a year, if they try to do another George, like, you know, see if the AI has progressed to see how another George Carlin special, like, if they really perfected that. Because this, I see some deep fakes. You know, like I said last week, I mentioned I like watching silly AI, Homer Simpson singing stuff. That's mm. silly. But this is like a whole stand up special. And, you see these uh, these things online too, like right where they put like Jim Carrey's face on Tom Cruise. Yeah, like they do things like that. Or, or Jim Carrey in The Shining. That's that's a, a video I see, and it works perfect. You couldn't tell me that this man did not make The Shining, and it's like, whoa, this is step one. This is people at their house on their fucking MacBook doing this. Like this Ugh. is, yeah, that's right. Like I remember it used to be like such high-end technology expensive to even do like video editing now yes. like you just look i mean even look at us like we're a homemade podcast whatever we edit we produce we do yeah. all this stuff you go to our youtube channel like my food videos over at youtube.com slash joe shoes like this is all stuff i do at home now and like i went to broadcasting school like i had to learn do. how to do all this stuff like years ago when the accessibility of these programs didn't even exist now you have people kids growing up their whole lives having access to this stuff it's basic you know yeah. computers to them you know now granted we didn't have the internet when you and i were kids and when the majority of people who listen to this show uh was growing up but just the accessibility you have to remember, like you used to have to cut tape. Like I'm old enough to where I had to learn how to cut tape originally. We, we were That's still crazy. using tapes. Then yeah. when stuff started going digital, then you had to learn how to digitize tape. Yes. It's insanity. Now we carry around a, a computer in our pocket, film whatever we want, add whatever music we want. It's all at our fingertips. To think about how far we've come from that kind of perspective is absurd to think. If I'm telling myself at seven years old, hey, one day you're going to have a podcast, I'd be like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> and then when I explained that, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty insane that I'll be able to do all of that and reach yeah. all these people around the world who in listen my, to this in my show. Living room? I just yeah. sit in my living room and do I this? just sit in like, front of my own action figure that I I'll have yeah. as an adult. I know. I don't have to leave my house. That was always the crazy thing. It's like, what? Oh, God bless. Uh, Technology, so go, guys. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy, you know, scary where we could be going. Yeah. Uh, aside from this, I have one thing that I watched this week, a, a new thing outside of the our big movie, our main event. Sure. This is a three-episode documentary on Netflix. It's the new thing on Netflix. Ooh. It is called... American Nightmare. And I said, Ooh. I have to see this because if Cody Rhodes is getting a Netflix documentary and it's not on Peacock, this has got to be good. But then when I looked at the episode listing and I saw that there was a finale to the story, I said, oh, this isn't about Cody Rhodes at all. <laughs> Poor Cody. <laughs> Maybe next year, kid. <laughs> 
I saw I saw this on Netflix because I watched some Netflix stuff. I'll bring up when when you're done here. I did see this come up. Uh, I I didn't I didn't click on it though, so I don't know what what it's about. So this is three episodes. It's true crime special. Okay, yeah, all right. And the description is: after a harrowing home invasion and kidnapping in 2015, a couple is accused of staging the entire ordeal. And this is about a real-life couple named Aaron and Denise. And in the middle of the night, they are sedated and tied up. And Denise is kidnapped. And Aaron finally gets free in the morning. And he calls the police. He's like, hey, my girlfriend was kidnapped and explains the whole story. They play the 911 call. There doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency. It sounds like a wildly fictitious story. You're listening to his um, interrogation, basically. They're trying to pin it on the boyfriend from the very beginning, obviously. This happens in Vallejo, California, by the way. And eventually, the cops just get to a point where they're like, oh, you know what this is? It's that movie Gone Girl. Oh, my God. So they just come up with this theory that this couple or just the girl involved is trying to get away from the guy. So she staged this like the movie gone girl. And eventually she's freed and she shows up at her house and she starts telling the police what happened, but they under no circumstance believe her. The cops go out in public and absolutely bash her and say she wasted community resources and time. And the the police basic called not basically they call them liars. You made this up. You're bad people. You wasted our time. You wasted funds. You wasted the community's tax money. And then it turns out that the this is a that it did really happen. The person who was perpetuating these crimes was like ser- a serial kidnapper and rapist Jesus. and continued to do so until another case in a different jurisdiction came up and the uh police officer assigned to that, put the pieces together and was able to connect the dots. Wild story. Three episodes long. They're all about 45 minutes. A wild story where you look at it and you go, by the end of it, you're like, I cannot believe that this is something that really happened. I will say, with the stuff that they show here from the interrogations and getting the reports and stuff, you're definitely questioning the validity of what these people are saying. At the same time, this is a kidnap, a home invasion, a rape. Like, there's a lot of big stuff here. And the cops are just like, nah, we've seen Ben Affleck movies. This is Gone Girl. (laughs) And, like, it's in all the papers. It's on national news. And they're just like, the Gone Girl case from Vallejo, California. And uh, uh, the police have said she made up the whole thing. Wow. Absolutely oh, insane stuff. If you're into the, the true crime genre, definitely check it out. I know Gomez's wife is big into oh, this, yeah. so he'll be watching once it I, soon. I'll be watching it this week. Once I it's tell not a big it. time commitment. A lot of times with these miniseries that they do, it's yes. eight episodes, an hour each. But this is three episodes, probably about 45 minutes to an hour each. Perfect. It goes like quick. And then by the time like you're into like the meat and potatoes of it, you're just like, 
oh no and you're like banging on tables and stuff how dare they so it gets you fired up it's well done but it's a crazy crazy story wow that's crazy i definitely i'll uh, I'll have to check that out Uh, i mentioned i was on netflix i watched a couple things on netflix i watched one thing that came out last year and i don't even did you hear about this movie joe called pain hustlers it stars Emily Blunt and Chris Evans. Okay. So I'm I like, what the fuck is this? Something movie? we would have heard of. Exactly. So it came out towards the end of last year. It's about um this uh Emily Blunt uh is having a hard time keeping a job, blah blah blah. She runs into Chris Evans who sells pharmaceuticals to doctors. It's all about selling uh fentanyl stuff like that. Uh, opioids. Uh, I don't know if it's based on a true story. It might be loosely based on stuff that happened. But so it's just about them, you know, scheming, making money, rise and fall. And I'm just like, how is this a movie that... I, I mean, I know things come and go on Netflix, but usually you at least hear about it for like a, a day or two. I mean, these are big stars. Chris Evans these is a movie star. Emily Blunt is... A, yeah, like she does real like, movies. Like this is crazy. How did like, this slip under the radar? It, it's crazy. So I I watched that. Uh, I didn't think it was very good. It's okay. Some people might like it more than others. Uh, Chris Evans is is great as always. He's just I just you know I just find him charming, charismatic. You know I just he's on screen. You're having fun. The rest of the movie it's okay. It's a little long. It's about two hours. A little over two hours. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up that there's this movie with these movie stars that just I just wanted to be no known that this about. is a movie like, that exists. This movie exists, <laughs> and then so real fast, the movie I was gonna bring up is uh, I watched the number one movie in Netflix this past week. I don't know if you saw there was a new Kevin Hart movie came out. It's called Lift. Uh, it's about uh, it's like a Kevin Hart Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. He's like a con man, and he's got to do a job, uh, trying to steal an airplane or something like that. That's like the the hook of the movie. That's why it's called Lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anybody else in it? it uh, nobody really. Uh, there's people that like you know, but like nobody's like, oh yeah. It's basically just the uh, the Kevin Hart movie, the Kevin Hart mm-hmm. vehicle, and uh, it's okay. I you know, it's not. Like uh, silly, like Kevin Hart movies, you know, he mm. plays a very silly character usually. It's a heist, so it's lighthearted. I'm yeah, I'm it's lighthearted. Everyone's got a different role they play. You know, one guy's quirky, one girl's a tough girl, you know, stuff like that. He kind of plays like a straight man in the movie. That's why I just want to let people oh, know they're watching okay. a, a Kevin Hart movie where he does tell jokes, but he's kind of the straight man playing off of people. Uh, it's a little over, what is it? It's about. A little under two hours. It's not bad. You know, three three stars, you know, right in the middle. It's not bad. It's, again, one of these movies, if you were slipping through flipping through the cable channels, like, oh, what's this Kevin Hart movie? And you would just, you probably get sucked in, interested, like, oh, oh, they're going to steal this. Stuff like that's fun. It's interesting mm-hmm. how they pull off the heist. Is there a secret heist? You know, there's always a, a secret heist. So it's like, oh, let's see if they stole something else. Blah, blah, blah. The usual. It's good. It's not great. Netflix. Well, how many main men you on pay that? For? Like three, two and a half, three. Like it's yeah, in the middle. Okay. It's nothing great, nothing bad. Like it's you said, nice, nice background 
stuff that sure. you don't have to pay full attention to. And like you said, if you're pl- paying for the product, this is what you pay for, right? You're paying for original programming. Yeah. So here you go. So if you pay for it this month, it's not the worst thing you saw. Well, speaking of stuff we don't pay for, <laughs> our main event, which originally we thought was on Paramount Plus, but is not on Paramount Plus anymore. So, so <laughs> Gomez, I'd like you to take this moment to apologize to all the listeners. I, I'm sorry, folks. I try to, uh, you know, get things in advance. I try to produce the show many weeks in advance so we know kind of what we're doing. And in this day and age, bro, one week the thing is on five streaming services, and then I turn around, it's on zero. And it happened to me. I said, all right. I even said, I said, it's on Paramount. I know nobody's got Paramount, but, you know, maybe someone signs up, whatever. But no, not even. I went to Paramount. I said, I'm going to watch me some Moulin Rouge. And it was not there. And I Googled it. Because, you know, when you Google a movie, it'll show you where it's playing. And it showed me nothing unless I wanted to pay for it. And I said, Gomez, what did you do? What did you do? And he's like, no, it's on Paramount. I said, no, it's not. So you went you you went ahead and put it on twitch.tv slash mezmovie for all the people to watch. Thank you very much. I watched the movie. I did not stick around for the pre-post-game show. Mm, that so I got some good stuff, bro. Oh, man. You missed out. I did a lot of Simpson musical stuff because the Simpsons love to have musical moments. So did I you did play about 20- the Dr. Zayas clip? Of course I did. See my vest. Who needs the quickie mod? Come on. All the bangers. So fucking good. It's it just I I was getting the clips together. And I'm just like, this show is just the best. This is the fucking best show. This is the best. Oh, so good, those clips. A lot of fun. So the movie we watched today, Keeping Up for Musicals Month, is the 2001 Baz Luhrmann film. Moulin Rouge clocks in at two hours and seven minutes, starring Ewan McGregor Hello there. as Christian. I'd say best known nowadays for playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of course, of course. Nicole Kidman as Satine, who when you think Nicole Kidman, what do you I think Batman Forever for me? That was a big movie for me. Well, don't think too hard because Gomez. Hit my game show music. This is this is gonna be a tough one. I've been excited for this all day because even as I was writing out my notes, I said, "But what do I know Nicole Kidman for? What could it possibly be?" So we're gonna play an episode of. The IMDB game, Michael Jonathan Gomez, four movies that Nicole Kidman is known for, according to IMDB. Can you name them? How about Moulin Rouge? Is that on the list? That is number one. Okay. All right. So that's good. I'm going to say The Others. No. Okay. Because I I can't even, I kind of know. Australia. No. Now I'm running out of things that Nicole Kidman said. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, far and away. No. 
what's that other one with the uh, eyes wide shut? No. What the fuck is he in, bro? Bat, uh, Batman Forever. Also incorrect. Not on the list. I was gonna say, if Batman Forever's on that list, I was about to go crazy. Why wouldn't it be? I thought it should be. So, like, I'm trying to think, because I feel like I named, like, very popular Nicole Kidman things. And I don't... Aquam, Aquaman? Is she an Aquaman? Right? She's the she's, mom in Aquaman. Is, is that on the list? Absolutely not. Okay. Sometimes it's crazy and they put something stupid. Oh, believe like me, we played this game enough times where we know to expect <laughs> wild stuff. I think that's my last guess. I can't. I don't. I'm shocked you had as many guesses as you had. I don't really see anyone getting these other three. That's what I mean. Like, I felt like I named, like, I, when you first said, I'm like, what the fuck is she? And then I felt that I named some pretty popular things she's in. So what the fuck is this lady in, Joe? So number two on the list, like I said, you got Moulin Rouge, which is number one. Number two is the 2002 film, The Hours. Now, you said The wow. Others, but okay. this is The Hours. Yeah, no, no, that's different. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yes, that is a movie, yeah. At number three okay. is the 2010 film Rabbit Hole. Wow, Rabbit Hole. What a fucking movie that is. It's a movie about a dead kid. A kid dies in a car accident, and it's about the parents grieving. What a fucking movie to put on that list. Jesus Christ. Okay. And at number four... Oh, the wow. 2003 film Cold Mountain. Okay, so I was thinking, all right, I was in that ballpark with the big kind of epic, but that's just, wow, okay. That's interesting. Never... So, one thing, thank you for playing the IMDb game, that, by the way, yeah, Gomez. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't played it in a long time. It has been a while. I thought this was a good one to do it with. It was, because it's very... It is because I do. I, I'm sure we'll uh, have a discussion on the Facebook group. Where do you know Nicole Kidman from? I, I do want to know. Now, one of the movies you brought up was the film Australia, which yeah. I believe was also a Baz Luhrmann film. Yes, it is. Big and three hour epic. In Moulin Rouge, originally Heath Ledger was to get the part of Christian. Until it was determined that he was still too young to be believable as Nicole Kidman's love interest. And but he was so man. pissed off at it. He was so mad at Baz Luhrmann that he didn't get the part that he refused to work with him on Australia. Mm, that's silly because to me, that's what the movie's about. It's about a young, a young writer. So why wouldn't he be? They thought young? he was too young. No, that's so silly. That's young. You want young? I don't know. And he's so good. It, that would have been not that you know. I mean, you McGregor's amazing. He's wonderful. But I mean, you know, Heath Ledger is pretty damn great too. That would have been interesting to see. Mm. So according to IMDb, Moulin Rouge is about a poor Bohemian poet in 1890s Paris who falls for a beautiful courtesan and nightclub star who is coveted. By a jealous duke. Now, Gomez, this is my first time seeing this movie. I'm I'm assuming you've watched it before. Yes, I have. Yes, uh, I did have. you watch it when it came out? You saw it in theaters? Uh, I saw it years later. I didn't see it right away. And then eventually 
everyone's like, oh, Mulan, you know, people talk about musicals, uh, modern musicals. It's it's one of the first things that come up. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to check this out. So it's got some good scores. IMDb gives it a 7.6 overall. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 75% fresh with an audience mm. score of 89% fresh. Mm. So I'm looking at that and I'm going, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, this was all made for a $50 million budget. Wow. Insane. When you look at the movie. All the costuming, yeah, all the people, all the different sets, the colors, Everything. the vibrancy. When I saw fifty million dollars was the budget, Crazy. I was like, "That's that seems very low." It's just that's how it used to be. Now it's two hundred million to make that same fucking movie. Like now, it's insane. How this does at the box office domestically, fifty-seven point three million dollars in the United States internationally it makes an additional 127 and a half million so mm. it gives it a worldwide gross of 184.9 but i would think that that 57 has to be a little bit disappointing i can see that but i mean joe this it's is a, a big it's a swing of a movie yeah this is a bit i you know within what five ten minutes you kind of know if you're going to be on board or not like i right, can like, see- and believe me, I'm one of those people because I think the yeah. first 15 minutes is a really good litmus test that if I agree. if you're not into it in that very first opening scene, you're yes. not into it. And I, I could see a lot of people who are watching this now on VOD or on DVD. If you're not feeling this, you're out and you're shutting it off. And you know, you know what? I'm going to go spend my time elsewhere. 100%. 100%. This movie That's comes in 44th domestically for the year 2001 Crazy. in the you know like i said domestically for uh united states the movies it is between gomez oh this is gonna be good <laughs> at 43 so one movie super, ahead of it super troopers <laughs> the animal with rob Schneider. oh, oh, oh man <laughs> love it and at yeah, 45 the ensemble classic, Rat Race. See, I was cool. I knew, I knew it was going to be some stupid comedy. I knew it. Um, wow, Number one that race. year was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which clocked in at $288.5 million. That's mm. the first Harry Potter movie. So obviously there's a big one there, and that's a big Chris Columbus, family-friendly, yes. big-time motion picture. But going back to the movie... Like I said, within the first couple of minutes, you know whether you're on board or not. And for me, watching it for the first time, there's a little bit of setup with you and McGregor sitting at his typewriter and saying, oh, you know, I wanted to be closer closer to the scene. And that's why I picked up and left England and went to Paris because I wanted to see the Moulin Rouge. And it brings you into that scene. And right off the bat, they're playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes, they are. And I go, huh, you know, I may not know a lot about a lot, but I'm pretty sure that Smells Like Teen Spirit still had to wait another 100 years or so to be written, <laughs> that it couldn't have possibly been a uh, big performance over at the old Moulin Rouge in 1899. 1890, yeah, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> so right off the bat, I'm sitting here going, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, uh, yes, it is. It hits you with that. It's the second. That's, that's one of the appeals. That's why I picked it, because of the variety of the music. It wasn't just a, a straightforward, let's sing some songs. It was, let's throw some contemporary hits and you get like these little montages of performances where they're doing two, three songs and shit like that. So I, the big one is, I guess they call it the elephant love me uh, medley and it's all song titles that have the word love in it. So you get, I was made for loving you by kiss. You, uh, there's the wings song. There's a whole bunch. Of, and I'm going really like I'm watching a musical. Like where's your songs? Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I was really disappointed. Wow. In, that's... in the musical choices here, because I'm going, I came in expecting a musical. I want something to grab me. And you know, this was my complaint okay. with Mean Girls last week was that the songs, I understood why they're there and they're getting the point across, but nothing grabbed me. Nothing felt new or fresh where I wanted to take it home with me. And I feel like I got cheated out in this movie. Oh, wow. Okay, I understand what you're saying though. I but like because I picked it for that reason because it was something different, it didn't work for you. That's that's okay, interesting. All right, Joe wants original. I, I will make note of that to make sure that any musical going forward has original content for my man here. No problem. Now, I will say. I wasn't fully on um, the Nirvana thing really took me out of it real quick. Cause it's literally one of the very first things in the, first thing, in the yes, movie. It is. So I'm just sitting there going, what the, what the fuck is happening? And I don't have the benefit of being able to turn it off. Cause I have a very important podcast to do. So I'm watching and I'm liking enough parts of this movie, the colors, the visualization, the effect, the performances, the performances, dance routines, yeah. the choreography. I mean, the costuming is, if you don't know anything about movies and you're just a casual movie goer, even you're going to sit there and go, but oh my God, like there are so many people here that they're making costumes for, you know, to build up to the spectacular, spectacular performance. This is pretty insane. And some of these sets look bonkers and the way they're being done and the way that's being cut it's very the movie has a very frantic pace to it it feels like everything needs to be done in a hurry or that someone is being caught in a bind and needs to pivot very quickly to something else so there's this very frenetic pace to the entire film where it it doesn't give you a chance to slow down it doesn't give you a chance to get bored and it it keeps you there but then Something like the music comes along where it's like, oh, I mean, it's fine, but I feel like we could have done better. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Mm. So I, I wanted to bring this up because I don't know how this might be just a, a us New York thing, right? Growing up, we had a store, ShopRite, and every once in a while... Shoprite. This is the story you want to bring up. Yes, the supermarket. Yes, uh, the supermarket Shoprite. And every okay. once in a while, they would do a can-can sale. Do you yes. remember these commercials, Joe? So I don't know if this is just a New York where someone in New York is going to go, I remember this. Maybe you don't have it. Do you know that they still, 
I still they still have Can Can commercials. There's on course, one on because it's a hundred years right, later. Can Can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's that time again. Yes. So when I watch Moulin Rouge and they're doing a can and that song hits, yes. And it's the only thing I can think about. I don't know. It, it's probably just a New York thing, right? Because Shoprite, there's no Shoprites anywhere else over here. It's an East Coast thing. Put if someone, if, do you guys have can can sales where they sell a can of vegetables for forty cents instead of a dollar fifty or whatever? The commercials back in the day even used to be animated with can can dancers and yes. they would every time they would kick it would be like flying cans at the screen or yes. something right <laughs> yes so i read i just so watching this i haven't watched this movie in a while and so i'm like oh my god a fucking can can sale would you look at this that's all i think about you're like fucking nirvana i'm like man remember the 80s the sale? <laughs> oh man all right so then uh so it seems like, hmm, see, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to debate now if you liked enough of the movie, if the songs ruined the movie for you fully. I'm trying to get a sense of, of where you're going to fall here. Well, like hmm. I said, there's enough about the movie that I do like, although the mystery illness that Satine has and ends up dying from at the, at the end here, which they call quote unquote consumption. Uh, it's just like, oh, this relatively healthy prostitute all of a sudden has a how 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 possibly could this prostitute have a disease? Um, which I guess in in researching it turns out she had pulmonary tuberculosis. Jesus, <laughs> that is. <laughs> So pretty much not the kind of person you want in a large group of people that could possibly affect everyone else. The worst performer to have on that stage. Tuberculosis. And tuberculosis, a, you know, you're talking about someone who's got to be up there singing, dancing, gonna have very hard trouble catching their breath, keeping their wind up. I, I don't know how she did it, but hell of a performance at the end there. Glad she got the spectacular, spectacular done before she died. Um, we, you know, in the words of Tony Danza, who used to say this on his show all the time, thoughts and prayers. God bless that man. Didn't he steal someone's girlfriend recently, right? John Stamos. Remember the John Stamos book. That's right. I never got the. I'm still waiting for that book at the library. It's a long way for this John Stamos book, bro. I totally forgot. Stamos about is it. over, man. <laughs> it's a good looking dude. Uh, what do you say? We hit some music. Yes, let's hit some music here. Let's see. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? 
are you are man. Hmm, Joe, 2001's Moulin Rouge. What are you, what are you feeling on your main man standing here, Joe? I could see this being a very divisive film, and I understand it's got good grades from these sites that we look at every week, but I could see a lot of people going back and forth on this. The film style that Baz Luhrmann has is obviously not for everyone. The no. pacing, the coloring, the quick cuts, the edits, um, the way stuff is jam-packed into the screen. I think I like this a bit more than I did the Elvis movie. Okay. Um, but the lack of original songs, there's only one song that's like an original song on this soundtrack. I even forget the name of it, but it wasn't even uh, qualified to be up for the Oscar because it was written for another movie entirely like a couple years before. Hmm. So there's really no original music in the, this musical. And that's kind of disappointing because, like I said, when I come into these things, I'm looking for something to grab me, you know, make me want to take it home and keep it for a while. You know, see how it fits. And this didn't have that. Instead, I, I got like these fun takes on pop songs that I know from the 90s and the 80s and such. But that wasn't really what I was looking for. But on the other hand, I thought the performances were wonderful. Ewan McGregor's great. Nicole Kidman is great. I thought the sets were awesome to see. I, I liked how colorful it was. I like how they built up the allure of the Moulin Rouge as a place to be, the happening spot. So there's a lot to like here. Um, and I did like it. I, I'm going to say that I did like this movie, just not – I didn't love it. So I'm going to give sure. it a triple main man, three stars. Okay, all right, all right. See, so I'm with you. I love everything about it. I love the performances. I love all the sets. I love all the uh, the colors, and I love the music. I love that it's different. I love because I watch a lot of musicals. So for me, it's like, oh, this is a fun, different type a change of, of pace. A yeah. change of pace. So I, so I can see how someone who's not into it, who's not into musicals like that, who's like, you know, you're into the musical aspect, you're into the them telling the story. I get that. So. Hmm. That's sad. I'm going to give this uh, a four. Quadruple Main Man. It's one of my favorite musicals because it is different. Because I can watch something classic anytime. But this, it's like, yeah, let's mix it up. Let's have some fun. Let's hear fucking the fun. <laughs> Smells like teen spirit. Let's hear fucking you too. Like, let's see. It's just, it's great. I love it. Mm, so oh, quick man. note on that Nirvana song. Uh, Courtney Love was auditioning to be in this movie, and Baz Luhrmann <laughs> worked it out with her to be able to use Smells Like Teen Spirit Great. in this. But he had also hired Marilyn Manson to be the one to sing it for the movie. Courtney Love threw a fit about this because her and Manson were openly feuding, feuding at the time. Yes, they were. And then, uh, so that had to be worked out, and then Courtney Love didn't get the part anyway. <laughs> Oh man, okay, Joe. See, now I'm gonna mm, we're gonna produce on the fly here, baby. Because so, if you are telling me you didn't like that kind of musical, well, then I'm gonna we're gonna have to do a little pivot here, okay? Why? Because Do we still have because, more musicals to go. We're still in January, 
Well, no, because I was going to do a thing. We're going to lead into our next month of movies here in February. Because oh. our next month, uh, our next episode will drop on uh, February, uh, whatever it is, February 1st. So it's a new month. Look at that. Okay. So we were going to start a new theme. Ooh. Right? It's the month of love. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was thinking maybe we should watch some some kind of romance movies, some, some rom-com, so. stuff like that. Right? So I was going to do the thing where we uh, pivot to the next month, but we kind of combine the themes, maybe do Ooh. a romantic comedy musical, but... I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to say no that? to that, Joe, because I was going to suggest that we watch Mamma Mia, but that's the music of ABBA, right? So, But that's a musical written to base around the music of ABBA. So you think that's different? I mean, if yes. it is. Yes, 100%. Oh, so, so then that, then we can stick with Mamma Mia. That's fine. I want to see Mamma Mia. And I love Kava's okay. music. So then we're gonna. I just I got nervous because I'm like, well, it's not original music. I don't want. I want to enjoy. Okay, but that's there, there is a difference for a musical. I understand that was, what you mean. They sure. say, oh, we're gonna take this and build a show around, make a show around it instead yeah. of just throwing it in there. How do we make it fit? Okay, so this I'm gonna check again right now, live on the air. Okay, because we want to make sure that this is still playing where I think it's playing, because I believe it is playing on Netflix. And as of right now, look at this. Look at this. I see it on Netflix right now. It's on Netflix still. Okay. I got nervous. So, Mama Mia, next week, we're combining our, our theme of musicals with our new theme of romance rom-com gonna have some fun this february let's watch some mama mia on netflix i think this should be fun i really like abba um do you have a favorite abba song gomez um i don't know off the top of my head hmm i'm gonna say no like i i'm, I'm one of those i listen to abba i enjoy it but i'm not uh you know mine is definitely uh Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. But in keeping with our tone of uh, making Simpsons references today, uh, there's also a really good joke where Mr. Burns shows up uh, in a in a tank, and he's like, "Let me play my like army music or whatever," and it ends up being Waterloo. I have. <laughs> that's funny. That's a great song. Oh, that's funny. Fucking Simpsons, bro. The best. The best. So we fit in a lot of Simpsons references today. That was good. Well done. God bless. God bless. All right, Joe. So we got next week lined up. Uh, How about we wrap up this one? I think that's a good idea. Let's do it. It's now time for the Finish. Joe, it's uh wheel spinning time. Are you ready to spin a wheel? All right, let's. I gotta get used to this new format. Let's do it. Yeah, let's see what we got here. How are we gonna wrap up this show? Oh, oh. 
right, Joe. Ooh, look here. Hmm. We got our first fuck Mary kill. Ooh, baby. I'm excited to get myself in trouble. I, I'm doing real good with that on these big finishes so far. No, this one, this one's gonna be fine. This should be an easy one. You know, let's we're gonna stick with the the Mulan Rouge here, and we're gonna do a fuck Mary kill. Christina Aguilera, Pink, or Maya. We got the mom, the lady marmalade girls here. Mm. What are we thinking, Joe? I mean, right off the bat, my first instinct is fuck Christina Aguilera, right? She had the dirty stage, right? She she seems like she's uh, she would be the fun one of the group, no? Go ahead, go on. I'm I'm waiting to see the rest of yours. Oh, you waiting to see the okay? And then, see, I don't, I, I think I would marry Maya, kill Pink. I think that's what we're gonna do. Not that I have anything against Pink. I love Pink. I just, I don't know. Maya seems like a, a lovely lady who would be a nice, a nice wife, a lo loving wife. I don't know. So I'm actually going to kill Maya, even oh, though no. I know she looks great. <laughs> she but she does. But if I'm not marrying Maya. I, I have to kill her because this is okay. not the kind of girl you just fuck. I understand. You, you That's don't, why I you don't just fuck Maya. She's a so, lady. She, exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't planning on marrying her. So I'm I'm going to spare her the indignity of having to come over to my house or a seedy hotel room, which is more likely. And, and I'm going to just give her the old K there and be like, you can go. I'm going to fuck pink. I don't think that's a bad choice. I'll be honest with you. Because Pink, we've seen what she could do during her live stage performances. She's pretty crazy, yeah. She's up on those ropes and those ribbons, and she's doing all sorts of gymnastics bullshit. That seems like a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, uh, and Christina, I'm going to marry because I think she still looks great. She has the does. voice of an angel, she and does. she's got a giant bank account. And I <laughs> require a certain lifestyle. <laughs> That's not bad thinking, bro. Not bad thinking. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. See, quick and quick and painless. I don't think we'll get in trouble for this one. You know, it's not a bad of one. Of course not. We can't get in trouble for all of them, Joe. Once in a while, we gotta have a good, easy one. But there, there <laughs> is a method to my madness when I do. No, but you're supposed to, of course. You're supposed to really. You know, think about it. You don't just marry anybody. Come on. No, bro. no, I don't marry anybody. No, it's gotta be it's gotta be worth it. <laughs> uh, hit him with the plugs, Joe. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're on Spotify, make sure to hit that five stars or you're on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Pod. Make sure to subscribe, leave some comments, hit that like button, and ring that bell. That way you get an alert every time we post a new video. Follow us on all the social media at Carjomez, uh, Twitter and Instagram. We still call it Twitter. I know you're not supposed to, but we do because Fuck you, who bro. else? Is, who's called? No one's calling it X. That, that's it's like fetch. It's not even a thing. Uh, follow all my personal stuff 
at the Joe Shoes. That's all across social media. I'll be at Toy Hio. Toy Hio. February 10th, Saturday, Gerard, Ohio. Come see me. Check me out. Get one of my new Captain Joe Shoes pins. We've got the enamel pins that you guys love so much. You saw them at the Major Pod live show. If you were there, I sold a bunch of them already. So that's always good. We're all about the money. And uh, Royal Rumble is this week. So I'm sure we'll be talking a little wrestling next week, Gomez. Gomez, early pick. Who do you got to win the Rumble? I think CM Punk. CM Punk. I'm going to say no. Otis is the guy to go with. Otis is the guy to go with because I said so. I got no reason other than that. But Otis to win the Rumble. So, yeah, follow all my stuff at the Joe Shoes. Do you think The Rock shows up to to win the Rumble to to set up a Roman thing? Do do, do they need to do that? No, I think he shows up maybe the Raw after the Rumble. Okay, and just be like, yo, bitch, let's do it. Right, yeah. we don't need to. All right, interesting. Okay, uh, I'm the Gomez one five four Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, whatever, all that stupid shit, and uh, Mez movie on Twitch. You never know. I'm getting ready. It's almost mania season. We're getting ready for Smith, baby. We'll be back next week as we transition from musicals and into the season of love. And if you know anything mm. about me, you know that I am the Lothario of love. I love love. And that's why we'll be watching on Netflix. Mama Mia. Can't wait. Never seen it before. And I almost said, here we go again. But that's part two. And we're not watching part two. Part two. Not we're yet. just doing part one. <laughs> we're going to enjoy the music of ABBA together because we are people who like to do these things in groups. So we're all going to watch Mamma Mia. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so Gomez, with all that being said, why don't we make like Tom and cruise? Peace.